0: What is up, everybody? This is your favorite podcaster coming at you live for a solo episode of Coffee in a Combo Podcast. You guys, I am so excited for this. I hope you enjoy it. I don't really know um, how many people are going to listen to this, and it'll probably, if there's only, like, 20 of you who actually listen to this, I'll probably be pretty butthurt about it, but... Um, But if a lot of you listen to it and, like, it just happens to blow up and be one of our best episodes, I'm going to be like, ha, Cameron, everyone's actually secretly here for me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But, yeah, it's just going to be me this week. If you don't know who I am, my name is Jenna Berglund, and I am the sometimes brunette, sometimes redhead half of Coffee and Combo podcast. Cameron is the blonde one. She's not going to be here this week. Um, Everything is kind of crazy in our lives right now. I'm getting ready to move. I'm literally working seven days a week Cameron graduated this week we had Mother's Day um we couldn't find a time to get together and she threw out a diff- few different options like we could get together Tuesday night and I'm just like oh my gosh I have to work the next morning and it just wasn't gonna work out um and so she's like okay well I can do an episode here with Brady you can do one with your sisters or you could just do like a solo episode what do you think and so, she did a solo episode last year, and it was all about um, COVID and being in college and just a little bit about her life, and so, I'm like, you know what? I think it'll be kind of fun. I'm going to do a solo episode, and I'm just, you know, that narcissistic. So, um, not that this is a competition, but if this episode does get more listens than her solo episode, I'll probably never let her live it down. Um, no, I'm totally just kidding. So, I put up a few question boxes this week. um, and I put some up on my personal Instagram, and I put some up on Coffee and a Combo Instagram. And you guys really came through. You gave me some really good questions. I'm excited to answer them, dig into them, uh, just get you guys let, you know, a little insight into my life, what's going on in my brain. Um, as if I don't already overshare enough in our regular episodes, this is just going to be like all across the board. It's going to be great. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, for what I'm drinking tonight, I actually just got home from my sister's house. We spent Mother's Day there. I'm kind of doing this episode last minute because I wanted you guys, to give you guys as long as possible to send in your questions and your topics. So I did just get home and, um, I made myself a turmeric latte and that's just like turmeric, milk, honey, super simple, super delicious. I feel like it helps, my um liver do all the things that it's supposed to do while I'm sleeping and whether that's you know total horse crap or not whatever you believe but I think it does some good stuff for my body so I like to drink them especially at night before I go to bed um and you guys I have some kind of sad news your girl coffee addict that you have come to know and love I can no longer drink coffee I hate the taste of it. Thank you very much, COVID. For a while there, it was just kind of it was kind of like a little bit gross to me, but now it's absolutely repulsive, and I can't even drink any of it. Um, today, and right after I said that, but today I actually did drink a tiny bit at my sister's house, um, and I literally poured so so like probably more cream and sugar in it than there was coffee so it didn't even taste like coffee anymore just because I wanted something warm to drink and I needed it to keep me awake while I was driving home tonight but yeah you guys I haven't really been drinking coffee for like the last three weeks so it's super sad for me but um if you want to if you think a turmeric latte sounds good that's what I'm drinking tonight that's what I'm sipping on Pinterest some different recipe ideas because there's a lot of them out there and it's a super yummy drink something kind of out of the normal that you wouldn't usually think to drink um, but it is really good. So, that being said, I can't wait to answer all your guys' questions, and I'm just gonna go ahead and jump into this episode! So, first off, this is so weird, because, obviously, Coffee and a Convo podcast, if you're new here, we're a conversational podcast. We talk about just about everything, from beauty products to, you know... Giving birth to motherhood to movies we're watching to you know different foods we like to eat literally we cover just about everything across the board um and it's a conversational podcast so usually there's two or more people having a conversation and uh, this week I'm just going to be having a conversation with myself which will be super interesting for me um also thought it might be worth shouting out that. If my voice seems a little gravelly, I'm sorry. I just got done driving home. And if I'm going anywhere where my drive is going to be longer than about 30 minutes, it is guaranteed that I will belt at the top of my lungs at least three to 10 Hamilton songs. If the Car trip is longer than two hours, I'm gonna be belting the entire musical start to finish. So if you hear that kind of like a uh, sound, um it's that. I sang really loud on my way back from my sisters because it was a two-hour drive. anyhow moving on, we're just gonna dive straight into these questions because you guys asked a lot of good ones. Um, you made me think about a lot of things very in-depth. So for the first one. It says, um, okay, there we go. This one was actually sent in twice, but it was the very first one both times I put up my box. And it says, who is your favorite sister? For those of you who don't know, I have six older sisters. I'm the baby of the family. And this is an unfair question. Um, I guess I could tell you... Not, see, that doesn't even work. I was going to say who I'm most similar to, but I'm very similar to a lot of my different sisters in a lot of different ways. Um, I'm really similar to my sister Clarissa, which it goes me, Serena, Brianna, Malia, Clarissa. And I'm really similar to Clarissa in a lot of our different lights i guess like she likes some of the older music and um the records and she likes thrifting and getting antique furniture and kind of you know a lot of our style is a little bit the same so i'm very similar to clarissa in that way i'm really close with serena because obviously we grew up right along each other we were roommates for like our whole life growing up almost and then we were roommates for a year and a half when we um Moved to Sioux Falls, when I moved to Sioux Falls here with her, well, I guess we were roommates for two and a half years because we were in the house first and the apartment after. So I'm really close with her. Um, and I guess that's as bad as close as that. I'm going to get to answering that question. There's nobody that's my favorite. Everyone has really admir- admirable unique qualities all on their own. Um, Brianna, she's the chillest, funniest human being you'll ever meet. Um, Malia, she is who inspires me in my walk with Christ a lot, a lot. They all do in their own way, but she really is, when I think of a woman who has fear of the Lord down um, to a science, it would be her. She walks so in step with Christ, and you can just see it in the way she talks, in the way she um, raised her kids, in the way she leads her family. Um, Clarissa, she inspires me in how uh, she runs her home. Um, it's always so welcoming. It's, it's always so warm and cozy and she just makes you feel, she's one of those people that makes you feel at home regardless of how long you've known her, regardless of who you are, regardless of if you're sleeping on the couch, on an air mattress, in their guest room. She's really great at that, um, hospitality characteristic of God, I think, that I just really, really, really inspires me. Um, And then, let's see, and then Serena, Serena has a bleeding heart. She, when you think of, like, that song that goes, uh, like, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours, I think of Serena because she really has a bleeding heart for people, for kids. She would literally, it doesn't matter if she met you five minutes ago, she would give you the shirt off her back, the shoes off her feet. And send you with everything she has to offer. Because she just loves people so intensely and so fiercely. And I just think that's absolutely incredible. It's something that I really admire about her. Um, Kendra, which is going to be the one right after Clarissa. There's a little bit of a gap there because my parents took some time off of making babies. But Kendra... She's so inspiring to me because she keeps plugging on with life. She perseveres more than anyone that I know, and she works so hard to give um, her kids the best life that they can. Tamara, she's um she's a wild card, and I think I think that that definitely has um, some strength and beauty to it in itself. So. Not really an answer to the question. I honestly do not have a favorite sister. But those are definitely all the most admirable traits of all my sisters in my opinion. Um, And so with that, I'm going to go to the next question. And it says, what do you do for self-care or to fill your cup? Uh, I think that are two uh, different things. So for my quote-unquote self-care, I love to do a full like, beauty care, skin care routine night. Cameron just posted about this on her story, like, a few nights ago, and she's like, does anyone else just ever randomly throw in, like, a total self-care night where it takes you, like, an hour and a half, and you wash your hair, exfoliate, shave your legs, um, deep conditioner hair mask, do a face mask when you get out, do your nails, do this, do that, do the other, all in one night? And I'm like, yes. And usually it takes me, like, two hours to do, like, the full nine yards um but that would be like my self-care my like everyday self-care I think is gonna be again just like taking that time to do my like 20 minute skincare routine at the end of the night which I know isn't practical for everyone but it's kind of just how I can take my little time to myself um and then also what has really been my self-care lately is making sure that I take my like vitamins and my supplements every day because I just know that I'll feel so much better throughout my day if I remember to do that. Um, What fills my cup? What I realized recently is that if I am not filled up creatively in my day. It's really hard for me to do, like, the thing, the unfun things that I need to do. So, like, if I want to clean up my closet or if I need to go and, you know, clean my kitchen or clean up my room or I need to go do something that necessarily isn't quote-unquote fun, it's really hard for me to do that if I feel like I haven't, um like done something rewarding that day because it's I think it's really hard for us as people to live like day in, day out. You kinda of get in a routine, which routine is good, but it's also just I feel like a while after a while you can kind of start going through the motions. So if I'm just living life to live life and I'm working to live and I'm living to work and I'm working to live and I'm living to work, it's really hard for me to stay on that pattern for a while without being quote unquote filled up. So I would say the things that kind of fill my cup would be um would be doing something creative so even if it's just like doing a few rows on like my crocheted blanket whatever or I really like to cook bread I don't know if that necessarily counts as something like doing something creative but I really love to cook bread it's kind of one of those things that I don't know it just feels like so uh, like, homie, getting back with your roots type of thing. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that my mom always was cooking bread when we were, like, when we were kids and stuff. I'm not even, like, a huge bread eater anymore, but... But just, like, baking it. And then a lot of times I'll take it to, like, a coworker and be like, hey, I made this bread and I'm not going to eat it. Will you eat it? Um, or, like, going and doing, like, a quick just, like, watercolor painting that takes, like, 30, 45 minutes. Whatever happens to be. Journaling something out. Um, painting my nails. what, Just, like, doing something to kind of get those creative juices flowing. Or even, like editing random pictures on my phone, I think, are kind of those things that fill me up and kind of help me get through my days and actually do the things that I need to do because I've done something that I've enjoyed doing. I think that's something really important is that I feel like like, a lot of people don't do things that they just simply enjoy doing anymore. And, um, and I I kind of I kind of think that that's that's a little bit sad. And I think that some of life should definitely be enjoyed. Um, Joey Spears has a podcast called um, What is it? Um, something to hurdles. It's called like mountains to hurdles or something like that. Essentially, you take your biggest challenges in life and break them down until they're just hurdles that you can jump over instead of mountains you have to climb or something along those lines. Anyway, and he covers why sometimes we procrastinate so hard Um, and a lot of the time it has more to do with the fact that our cups aren't filled up and that we have no more to give because we aren't like fulfilling that part of ourselves that needs it to be able to pour more out into aspects of life that aren't necessarily enjoyable. Um, I will make a quick note to share that podcast with you guys on the pod story because it is really good and it breaks it down and makes so much sense to me in my brain. So to answer that question, that's kind of what my self-care looks like and what my filling my cup up looks like. Um, I got the next question. I got a few questions on this. Um, it's more details about my new job. What are you doing for your new job? What are you going to be doing in Huron? Why are you moving to Huron? All that kind of stuff. Um, and for those of you who are asking, I'm going to be working at Boss Boutique. And, um, if you guys didn't know, we did an episode with Ashley, um, uh, back in season one, it was one of like the first, it had to be within the first like 20 episodes, I want to say, it was pretty near the beginning, and it was running your business like a boss, and she is actually the owner of the boutique that I'm now going to be working at in Huron, um, it's the boutique my sister Brianna works at, and, And, um, I'm going to be helping them out hopefully with some more like creative sides of it, bringing in, um... A little bit of my photography skills and taking some of their pictures, helping them with um, their online store and just different things like that. I'm not exactly sure what all my um, job position is going to be looking like, but I'm going to work there and I'm super excited to get started. I've been working there the last few Saturdays, kind of getting the lay of the land, um, having some fun there. And it's just, it's so, so nice. It's so nice because um, it's so nice to just kind of like slow down and just see kind of not necessarily like a corporate America side of retail, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, it's been really fun. That's what I'm doing. That's where I'm working. And then Brianna, she's trying to um, start more of her cake decorating business. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. Um, I guess we'll know if she comes for me after she listens to this. She's usually one of the first listeners, so won't be too terrible. But, um, and so I'm just going to be helping her with some of that because I do have some skills I can offer in that area as far as, like, baking and cake decorating and stuff goes and just try to help that take more off and, um, see if there's more of, um, you know, a market for it there in Huron and yeah for the most part the reason that I'm moving and I kind of might get into this a little bit later with one of the other questions but I just kind of felt this need to slow down um because even besides the fact that I'm working two jobs and whatever um just life in Sioux Falls has gotten kind of I've just kind of realized it's not I don't think it's necessarily for me. I do kind of like the small town feel more, the more like I'm part of a small community. Um, I realized that I really want to be closer to my mom and dad, which moving to on I will be about two hours closer to them. So there's just like a lot of different, you know, reasons why I'm going to be moving there. But um, so that is the answer to that question. More details about my job. As soon as I know a few more details about my job, I will let you guys know a few more details about my job. But for now, I'm going to be working at Boss Boutique. Love it so far. Can't wait till I'm there full time. Um, my next question is a day in the life of a vegan question mark. I love my meat, but I am so curious. And with this, you guys, I have to be totally transparent with you. Um, for about, I would say, two and a half, three months, I was doing really, really well with my transition into like the vegan life. I was honestly eating like 98% vegan, um, plant-based, whatever, I guess is what you have to call it when you don't, cause I still wear like leather shoes and actual vegans get pretty butt hurt and been out of shape about that. If you call yourself actual vegan, I have a couple pair of real leather shoes. So plant-based, um, I was actually doing like 98% plant-based. Um, it was really hard. Um, even when I was doing that, well, it was really hard. Going out to eat with people, because I'm very much, like, a social eater. I think that's definitely just an everybody thing, especially Midwestern thing, though. If you're going to get together with people, whether you go over to someone's house, or you have them over to your house, or you go out somewhere, it's always like, oh my gosh, where are we going to go to eat? Um, Even in a place like Sioux Falls, you guys, it's really hard to find vegan options. There's um, probably three places that I know that actually have, like, specifically vegan things on their menu, Um, and that would be Bread and Circus, um, Daily Clean Food and Drink, and then Crave Downtown, and those are the only three places, other than, like, obviously you can go to a bar and grill and get, like, french fries, and that's gonna be all plant-based, but that's not, like, an actual full-on meal, where you're gonna have, like, a good fat, protein, and carb source that's gonna be semi-healthy, that, you know, you can actually eat whatever, Anyway, so those have been my only three places that I've actually been able to find in Sioux Falls as far as, like, eating out. So that was always really hard, and that's kind of where I didn't eat plant-based. I tried to find, what like, something on the menu that was as close as I could possibly get. Like, if I was going out to somewhere that had pasta, I'd be like, hey, can you just get me pasta with, like, plain marinara sauce? Or I would go and I'd get, like, a veggie pizza, but even that, you're still going to have, like, cheese on it or this, that, or the other. So that was kind of hard in that regard And then, um, over the last two, three weeks, um, I've just been really, really bad because not, not bad. I haven't been eating plant-based like I had been, and I've really been able to feel it. But, um, because what I didn't really realize is everyone's kind of like, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And any dietary change, it really is a lifestyle if you want to stick to it. Because um where even just like eating healthy is kind of hard enough to do if you don't have the time to meal prep and stuff. Because like, you know, just for example, if you're in a rush and you're like, oh, I need to just pick something up quick. Most of the time, those quick solutions aren't going to be your healthiest options. And then um to even take it one step further, the few healthy options that there are like maybe getting a chopped salad from Subway or going through Panera and getting one of their salads or, you know, cold cut sandwiches or soups or whatever. None of that is plant based. It all has some kind of dairy product or some kind of meat product or whatever. So the last like three weeks, I've been working seven days a week, um, just kind of in preparation for moving to Huron and, when you don't have time to A, prep your food and then also B, when you're eating on the move a lot or every weekend I've been staying at my sister Brianna's, it's really hard to kind of stick to that um, and to just have those options like there for you. Um, so for the past three weeks, I have not been doing that well plant- plant-based. Um, but for when I am plant-based, what it's going to look like in a day um is a lot of label reading so when I first got into this and when I was talking to my mom about it and I'm like I think that I just need to do it I think it'll just help me feel a lot better um I'm like I know it's not for everyone but like I think that it could really help me out and just how you know crappy my body's been feeling lately and you know some different health issues that I've had and she's like okay yeah seriously try it out see what you think whatever um I was really worried about the protein because I'm like, it's it's so easy to just like grab grab a can of tuna or cook up a chicken breast or whatever, and bada bing, bada boom, you have like a huge chunk of protein for the day. But with eating plant based, you really kind of have to pay attention to the protein content of every single thing that you're eating. So um, and kind of getting protein from I guess not really like, um obvious places. So, like broccoli has like a decent amount, not a decent, but like has some protein in it that you, I don't think anyone ever really thinks about the fact that it has protein in it. I don't know. I didn't before I started trying to be plant-based. I eat a lot of like beans and peas, chickpeas. I when I go <laughs> I probably I'm not kidding you. I probably eat like a can of chickpeas a day. Um I eat a lot of veggie burgers. Um And then even that, it's funny because, like, veggie burgers will be, like, they'll still have egg whites in them or something like that. Um, I have learned a lot of different ways to cook tofu. Um, I've learned, I've eaten, like, a lot of nuts in my day. And, um, but every morning, I start my morning with overnight oats. And in my overnight oats, I do um, oatmeal. I do coconut milk. um, I do hemp hearts, which have a decent amount of protein, chia seeds, flax seed, um, maple syrup and blueberries. And so that is what I eat first thing in the morning. And then, um, like at 11, I eat, I eat like all day long. I was talking to my sister about this because, um, when I was working a Saturday at boss, we got to the end of the day. I'm like, do people not eat like, do you guys just, like, not eat? Because I've worked, so there's three other gals that work there, <clears throat> and all three Saturdays that I've worked there, I've worked with one of, like, i worked with each of them, and they all go through a whole shift, and none of them eat, and at the job that I'm currently at, um, I eat, like, all day, and I eat really quick, and I just, you know, take, like, three minutes to snarf down a snack here and there, but I'm like, I eat all day, I don't understand, so... Yep, start my morning off with my overnight oats, um, and then at, like, 11, I eat a banana with, like, a tablespoon of nut butter, and then for lunch, I either usually do, like, a veggie burger and a side of, you know, brown rice or quinoa, and, um, some frozen veggies. I really, I wish that I was that person who had, like, all fresh veggies, but I'm just not. They will go bad way too fast for me, so I always stock up on, like, frozen, um, peas, frozen, like, just, like, green peas, frozen peas, frozen broccoli, um, and frozen bean, like, green beans, and so i usually just, like, chuck in a veggie burger, um, have some quinoa in my first, I cooked at the beginning of the week, and then throw in a frozen veggie, and then I always like to carry around a bottle of mustard and hot sauce in my lunch bag, and I just kind of, like, throw that on top and that's my lunch. And then for supper, I kind of try to be a little more inventive. I'll usually make, um, a chickpea pasta because, um, the chickpea pasta I have, it's like 25 grams. Uh, it's like bonza or I think is what it's called. Um, and it has, like, 25 grams of protein per serving, so that's really nice for me. It's just an easy way to get in protein without really having to think about it. And then I'll usually do, like, a tomato sauce, or what I've really been into lately is using, like, hummus and a little bit of pasta water to make a pasta sauce. It's so good. It has that, like, creamy consistency without, obviously, having any dairy in it. Um, otherwise, what I've really been into since it's been getting warmer is spring rolls, so I... I have just been having a field day with spring rolls um I'll put you know some marinated tofu in there and then I'll do like some mint leaves some like thinly sliced up carrots and cucumber and just really any veggies I can think of and then I'll do like a homemade peanuts um peanut butter sauce and that's really really good. So that's been a favorite go-to since it started to getting warmer out. So yeah, I don't know if that was a really good answer to the question or a rundown in how I'm kind of um, getting into the whole plant-based lifestyle. Hopefully after my life calms down a little bit, after my move, I'll actually be able to get really more into it. And honestly, um, to do it correctly, because I don't know if who ha- like was with Cameron and I last year when we did... a. Uh, we tried it episode going vegan for a week, but I didn't really realize, uh, how much research I needed to do to do plant-based properly. Because when you cut out certain like meats and like dairy products from your diet, you're going to be very vitamin deficient in a lot of things. So, um, I had to up my b12 um vitamin intake so i'm taking um a lot more i'm taking like two doses of b12 where i used to only be taking one um calcium magnesium iron um zinc a lot of things that you know you would get from you know those animal products whatever i'm not really getting anymore so i kind of had to re-value. Reevaluate the different vitamins and supplements and stuff that I was taking, which is a lot of research. And then, even once you get into that, it's like, here's all the things you need to take. Then you get into the whole thing of like supplement quality. And it's like, okay, so all of these brands have like fillers in them. So you're not actually getting all of that. And they're not as like soluble as like this brand and blah, 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 blah. And so it's kind of like a whole different world that I never even really realized. Um, and then also, again, being so conscious of, hey, seems how you're not getting that vitamin and that mineral from your meat, what kind of vegetables can you be eating that are a little bit higher in those nutrients that you're now lacking. So of course I'm not eating red meat, which I didn't really eat much red meat beforehand anyway, but it's like, hey, you're not eating very much red meat, like let's up our spinach intake or, you know, different things like that. So I think the biggest thing about me starting to go plant-based that I'm really enjoying is that I have to be um, so much more conscious of the nutritional value of the food that I'm putting in my body because otherwise I just like won't be able to function if I don't have everything going on quite right so that's been really fun to actually um just research nutrition and um food a little bit more and like I said who knows maybe once I move and whatever or even a year from now or whatever I'll be like I don't want to do this anymore and it's not fun and I'll go back to whatever the heck I was doing before, but for now, that's what a day in the life looks like, and that's kind of my journey that I'm going through right now, um, I was just at my sister's house this weekend, though, and for anyone who knows Bree and her husband, Tyler, they're, like, the most down-home grown, like, country couple ever, um, at least that I know, (laughs) and they, they love, like, hosting people and they love their dips and their steak and their homemade runny ranch and like they're just very midwestern you know they like their like casseroles and Brianna's like yeah I make jambalaya with like sausage and shrimp and chicken and then last night I got there and Tyler's like I'm like what are what are you guys making for supper tonight she's like oh Tyler's picking up steaks and so I had a steak which was so good you guys I hadn't had a steak in like I think like two years, I'm not kidding, which sucks because I love red meat and even Sian's plant-based thing, I'm not really supposed to eat red meat, but anyway, so all that being said, I'm not the best at it, hopefully I'm going to get better, who knows, but that's kind of um, the journey I'm on now, wow, now that I took like 20 minutes on that one topic, so sorry, okay, uh, moving on (laughs) to the next question, describe you in 10 years, Um, that's a hard question. Can anyone really, can you really know? Cause I think, cause I think about 10 years ago who I thought I would be today. And honestly, you guys, uh, me 10 years ago, probably even me, like five years ago, probably would have thought that I would be at least like engaged if not married by now and like on my way to hopefully having a kid because, what I realized is that I think one of like my big goals in life, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I just wanna be a mom. So if you'd ask me um if you'd ask me who I want to be or who I see myself as being what even was the question exactly, um what I see myself as in, you know, um describe you in 10 years i hope a mom honestly i want to have like a a whole bundle of kids and uh i don't think that like the lord puts desires and hopes and wishes and dreams in our hearts like it says in the bible he knows the desires of your heart and i don't think they'd be there if it wasn't for a reason so i have hope and i have faith that me in 10 years is going to be a mom um and married obviously So that's going to be me in 10 years. And then aside from that, I've really been feeling lately going into some form of ministry. And I don't know what exactly that's going to look like. Um, I haven't really thought too much more into that or prayed too much more into that. But yeah, if you ask... uh, um, describe you in 10 years hopefully as someone who's going to be in ministry and someone who's going to be a mom and married uh and yeah that's about as far as I can think anywho so I've been listening to this book by Priscilla Shire and it's called uh the resolution for women and at one point she said ask the people who are closest to you, you know, whether it's two people, five people, ten people, whatever, um, to describe you, what they see in you, your strengths, what they love most about you, um, and write it down. And I asked Serena, uh, you know, what she loves most about me, what she admires about me, what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, whatever. And one thing that she said was that you have um a youthful spirit and an old soul. So hopefully also on top of that me in 10 years will still have that same lively, energetic, sometimes overshares, but just has a I really hope I still have my love and kind of spirit for life that I do right now. Um and yeah, I don't know. I hope that I never kind of lose that thing of, cause I feel like a lot of people are always like, oh my gosh, you're so much, you're intimidating, you're so loud, you're whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I hope, I hope that I never lose that because I think that's just who I am. And the fact that I ramble on and the fact that I talk too much and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, sometimes to a fault and maybe I need to be a little bit better, but for the most part, I hope that I'm still the me that, I don't know that makes me me okay moving on to the next question I'm gonna get through these okay the next one says what movie or book character are you most similar to oof I didn't even think about this one I should have thought about this one ahead of the time um hmm what movie or book character am I most like Okay. I literally had to go and look up some different TV shows and movies cuz I'm like, I don't know who I am a lot of, like in in that regard. I know who I am, but I don't know who I am in that regard. Um so what I have come to a conclusion of is I am probably most similar to a mix of Jess from New Girl um, Dustin from Stranger Things, and, um, DJ from Monster House, yeah, that's my, that, I think that's, I think that's the most accurate way I can, um, explain myself in a nutshell, um, yeah, so that's the answer to that question, if you know any of those characters, you know a little bit who I am, um, okay, next question is, What's a couple of life goals? Like, things you 100% want to accomplish in this life. Oof. Um, I think at least once in my life, I would love to speak to a group of young women. Like, high school junior high-ish age women because I think I don't know not that I had like a crazy different experience from a lot of other people out there but I don't know I just I feel like there's been a lot of people in my life who have called out certain gifts in me that is just like oh you have a way with words you have a way of speaking to people or making people feel heard or this that or the other um and so I don't know I think and I've I've kind of expressed that before, like I would love to be, you know, like some kind of Shonda Pierce, you know, Priscilla Shire, comedian, inspirational speaker, whatever. Um, I think that would be super duper incredible. Um, Just to kind of, I don't know, just to see, just more than anything to feel God speaking through me, I guess. Um, And just to have that experience and just share some of my own personal life experiences, I guess. I think would be really fun. Um, and just not not necessarily fun. Although it probably would be fun. But um, I think just really life-giving to me. And just, I don't know. I just feel like it's something that I'm called to do in one way or another. One, you know, shape or form or another. I just think it's something that I'm called to do. So I want to do that at least once in my life. Um, finally spit that out. And then I want to write a book. I want to write a book. I don't know if it's going to be fictional or kind of about me and my life or inspirational or what, but I would love to write a book. That is one um that is one goal of mine that I definitely definitely have and have had for a very long time, even when I was younger and just like messing around writing like little short stories when I was like freaking 15 and had no idea what the heck I was doing or talking about. Um, yeah, so that's always been a goal of mine. And I'm trying to think. A couple any any others? I want to give birth without medication. Once. Just to experience it. Just to experience it. I don't think I don't think I want to do it with my first child or like my second child. But maybe by the time like my body kind of knows what's going on, I'll try it without medication. And then I'll probably never want to try it with that medication again. But just experience it as the Lord intended it, like, one time. I think would be super, super interesting. You know, Lord willing that I'm going to be a mom someday. Um, one other goal would be definitely to adopt. I definitely want to adopt. And I want to do, um, like, in-state adoption. Is that called, like, domestic adoption? This is the point in time where I'd look at Cameron and she would Google it And she'd be like, yeah, that's what it's called. Um... But yeah, I want to adopt. So those would be a few. I think I named four of my life goals. I guess. Um, okay. The next question is, what is God teaching you right now? This one is actually really good because I feel like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I don't even know how to answer this question. I'm like He's teaching me everything, and sometimes it's really hard to narrow in on like one thing that I feel He's really like cementing into who I am as a person in that, in that, like, particular time of my life, um, but right now I feel like it's a lot to do with, um, like, lordship, if that makes sense to anybody, um, I feel like right now it's a lot of, hey, if I can't be lord of every area of your life, then, I'm not, like, Lord at all. Like, it's not cool to just let me into half your life and not the other half of your life. Um, Growing up, well, not growing up, but for the last few years that I was at home, my mom had this quote written on um, our bathroom mirror, our girl's bathroom mirror, that I looked at, you know, like, five times a day. And it said, if he is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. So I think what I'm really learning right now and what he's really trying to teach me right now is just this, um, idea of living a life of integrity and really, um, really just living a godly life, honestly, cause it's, I feel like it's really easy to to live that lukewarm Christian life without even realizing they were living it. And also to do that thing that I feel like a lot of believers do, where you kind of like Walk tiptoe right up to the line, like you don't really touch it, you don't really cross it, but like you get as close to it as you can, you know. And uh, without like turning this into too much of like a preaching sermon, you know, portion of the podcast. I think that, and I was, I feel like I was doing that a lot where I was like, well, it's not that bad. Cause I'm not crossing the line. I'm just like getting right up next to it. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And so I kind of, you know, I was doing that thing where it was like, oh, it's justifiable. It's justifiable. Or, oh, I'm doing it because of this. So it's fine. Or I'm doing it because of this. And it's, so that makes it fine. And it was nothing, you know, and I wasn't doing anything that was like too terrible Like I said, I was just walking right up close to that line, not crossing it, not touching it. But on the other hand, I kind of got smacked in the face and it was like, okay, yeah, but is that still living the best, most honoring, godly life that you could be living? And I kind of had to come to this point where I was like, no, it's not. So it's been a little mix of that like fear of the Lord thing where, hey, No, you're not necessarily doing anything inherently bad on, like, you know, bad, quote unquote bad on paper or quote unquote sinful on paper, but is it still the most godly life that you could be living? And I was like, "Uh, uh, probably not. If I'm being totally honest, no, absolutely not. So it's been a little bit of that. And then also um, letting God into the fine details of my life. Because I feel, again, like a lot of Christians, we let God kind of deal with the big stuff. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed about money. You know, h- bring me peace about money. You know, help me, you know, have trust in the fact that you're going to provide and take care of me and stuff. And then on the other hand, we also, we were kind of like, oh, but like, you don't care about this. Like, it's, I got this. I got this. It's my problem. I'll deal with it. And I kind of do that a lot where I'm like, he can take care of the big stuff. I'll hang to all the little stuff. Like he's God. He doesn't have time for that. He doesn't care. But he does. He cares about all the fine, minute details of our lives. And so I feel like it's been a lot of that where it's him kind of going, hey, if you're going to let me into this part of your life, you also need to let me into this part of your life. And if you're not going to let me into that part of my life, we have some work to do. So it's been a lot of that. And then also a lot of him um reminding and solidifying kind of his characteristics and who the bible says he is and who he says he is. And so it's like, hey, when it says I'm the prince of peace and I will bring you the peace that like surpasses all understanding, I mean that and it's the truth and you need to believe it in your heart, soul and mind. And so that's been a big thing recently, especially, especially, is just kind of waking up every morning and being like, hey, my life feels a little rocky right now. Can you give me peace about it? And you guys, it's so cool to to actually pray for things and see them come to light, um, like right in front of you, and to pray for clarity on things and for clarity to just pop up out of nowhere like that. Um, because especially with this, like, move to Huron, it came on so suddenly, and I decided on it so suddenly, and if you know me, I get really stressed out and bent out of shape and really anxious about a lot of things. Like, I am the kind of, like, I am the person who thought about dyeing my hair red for five years. Like, that's how long it took me to decide to finally dye my hair red. I had been wanting to do it for five, five years, and it took me that long to finally, like, bite the bullet and just do it. Um... And I'm also that person where if I haven't done it before, it gives me so much stress that I just will not do it until the la- very last minute because I've never done it before and so I don't know how to do it and it just stresses me out and I don't like to do it. And I'm very stressed about the unknown. I'm very stressed about doing unknown things by myself. Like I will be that person who will be like, I'll do anything if I have someone else to do it with. So, all that being said, this whole moving to Huron thing, um, quitting my job of three and a half years, um, all of this, like, kind of crazy stuff, moving to a smaller town, literally everyone calls Huron the armpit of South Dakota. I have heard that so many times since I have told people that I am moving. Uh, Just, like, a lot of this stuff, I've been praying about it, and every single time I feel myself kind of trying to almost work myself up because that's, I feel like that's kind of a coping mechanism of mine is like, I imagine the very worst possible outcome and then I fix whatever worst possible outcome that is. And then that's how I give myself peace of mind. So weird. Hopefully I'm not alone in doing that. Um, But every time I kind of start going down that road and kind of trying to work myself up, I just feel instant peace. I have not felt anxious about a single thing that has involved this big change and this big move, so um all in all uh that's kind of what i've he, he, God's been teaching me lately is uh a lot of living with integrity, fear of the Lord um and and just learning his characteristics and just who the Bible says he is and actually believing it in my heart and in my soul and um and then yeah, just lordship, just letting them into those little things like, hey, I, you know, my relationship status, just really giving that over, and all the little things that I worry about in a day, like, it's just, it's, it's a lot right now, but it's so, it's so good, and it just feels like a lot of moving forward, and um, really learning, and leaning in, and yeah, so that's the answer to that question, learning a lot, and He's teaching me a lot, talking to me a lot. It's good. It's really good, you guys. Um, okay, next question. is from, and I have to say her name because, because of the question. So Des, Desiree Robinson, she was on a few episodes ago, and she talked about um she was on the episode of like adoption and parenting and foster and like the foster care system and all that kind of stuff and fostering kids and really good episode if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it but for those of you who don't know um she is a woman who I got super duper close to here she's kind of like another big sister to me and she really took me in took me um under her wing invited me into her family uh I was there like three times a week. Pretty much my entire, I would say, second year that I lived here in um, Sioux Falls, and we've just been like the closest of friends ever since. Anyway, that being said, she said, "How much do you love me?" I already miss you, Chicken Nugget, and she always calls me her Chicken Nugget, whatever. Um, but the answer is, I love you so so much. I'm going to miss you so so much. A little shout out to her. Um, yeah. I am, I'm really going to miss her, I'm going to miss her family, I already told her, I'm like, I'll, I need to make a point to come back and see you at least, like, once a month, so, um, next question, um, what does a toner do for your face, also, also, do you recommend a certain one? Oh, uh, this is so funny because this is, from, this is a question from my sister, Brianna, and she always texts me with all of her skincare questions, and I'm like, I'm not, like, a skincare expert, but she kind of makes me feel good because she kind of treats me like I am, um, but th- that being said, a toner pretty much, like, evens out the discoloration in your skin, so if you have, like red spots or dark spots or you have like rosacea or anything like that a toner just kind of gonna even all of that out and kind of calm down some inflammation on your skin or some irritation or whatever um I don't really use a toner anymore because I have been using Curology for the last like two years and my nighttime cream actually has a toner in it that has really helped with a lot of my like redness redness and red spots and all that kind of stuff but before I got started on Curology I did use the Kylie Jenner toner and I did like it the only thing um that I wasn't a huge fan of when it came to that specific toner was the fact that it had fragrance in it and if you have sensitive skin I probably wouldn't recommend it but if your skin isn't super sensitive it's probably going to be pretty good because it does have other really good ingredients in it I don't have the bottle with me at the exact moment otherwise i would tell you what those those are there is another gal that I follow though I can't remember if it's on like Instagram or TikTok or what but what she does is she freezes a cucumber and then she takes it out and she like like she cuts it in half freezes, it like wraps it in saran wrap freezes it then takes it out and like runs the frozen cucumber all over her face and that's kind of what she uses as her tone quote-unquote toner um she swears by it she's like it reduces my redness it takes care of my acne blah 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 and then she like chops off the end wraps it back up in saran wrap sticks back in the freezer she swears by it I don't know I kind of want to try it but like I said I have it in my curology so I haven't really done much digging for a good toner because I already have it um anyway but yeah that's what it does did I answer the question yes answer the question okay next question how are you feeling with your big move coming up fast um kind of I talked about this a little bit I feel really good about it I feel excited um I'm excited to try something new to kind of um kind of branch out like, pretty much just, like I said, try something new. Um, not to be too negative about Sea Falls, because Sea Falls has been a great experience, but honestly, to kind of get out of Sea Falls, I'm excited to not be kind of around the big city energy I guess if you could like if that makes sense I'm really excited to be closer to my mom and dad I do I even said this at the beginning of the year um with our like 2021 intentions I was like I really want to go home and see my mom and dad more often but I just haven't been able to because a four-hour drive just to go home for like a day and a half is not ideal but now it'll be two hours closer so yeah it'll be really good I'm really excited for that Um, and I'm just, like I said, like I said, I'm very at peace with everything, and I'm not anxious, I'm not really nervous, it all just feels right, if that makes sense. Okay, next question, um, if you could only eat one food for for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mac and cheese. You guys, if you know me, mac and cheese is my jam. Um have found, Daya makes a superb, it is gluten-free and dairy-free mac and cheese, and they have a white cheddar, and then, like, also the yellow cheddar, and then also, like, um, a creamy, like, Parmesan, like, Alfredo, you know, one, too, which isn't quite, like, actual mac and cheese, but anyway, mac and cheese is by far my, it's my jam. I could eat it, all day, every day. It's one of those things. Like, even if I, like, overeat to where I feel sick the next day, I could still be in the mood for it. It's my ultimate comfort food. Like, you know how the box is supposed to be, like, two to three servings? No. mm It's one serving. If I'm making it, I'm eating the whole thing. That's the one thing that I really... I know that if I'm making it, I am not going to listen to myself when, I, when my brain goes, hey, you're full. I just don't. No. I, I know if I'm making a box of mac and cheese, I'm eating the entire thing. And also like the fancy mac and cheese, when you go out to eat at places, I always want to try every, like every place I go to eat, I need to try their mac and cheese at least once. Probably just about every restaurant that I have been to in Sioux Falls, if it offers mac and cheese, if that restaurant offers mac and cheese, chances are I have tried it. You want to know how mac and cheese is somewhere? I probably know. Let, ask me, ask me. If you're at a restaurant in Sioux Falls, you're like, hey John, how's the mac? I'll tell you. I'll tell you how good it is. I'll tell you how good it is compared to the other place. And, um, yeah, so that's the answer to that question. I freaking love mac and cheese. Um, a lot of people might be surprised that I didn't say pho, because pho would probably be a strong contender. I do love me a good bowl of pho. However, you almost have to be, for me, I have to be in, like, the right mood, which is Almost all the time I am in that mood, but sometimes I'm just not. But mac and cheese, I'm always in the mood for mac and cheese. Okay, next question. Um, already answered that one. Yeah, I literally have three questions, four questions asking about my new job. Um, okay, next question. What is your dream vacation and why? So my dream vacation would be, oh, now let me find it here. One second. It would be Cappadocia, hopefully I'm saying that right, C-A-P-P-A-D-O-C-I-A. Okay, so my dream vacation would be Cappadocia, Turkey. Um, and if you're wondering where that is, it is the dreamiest little place, um, not little place, but it is a place in Turkey, and if you just Google it, the first thing that's going to come up is hundreds of hot air balloons over this like rocky mountain looking um like scenery set and as far as like dreamy laid back I'm gonna go and lounge in the sunshine vacations go that would be it um Another place that I really want to travel to, which I feel like vacationing and traveling are two separate things, and hear me out on this really quick. When I picture vacation, I picture I'm going to go and I'm going to relax, I'm going to go to a spa, I'm just going to lounge around, take it easy, take a break from life, maybe get a sunburn, that kind of stuff. Do more laid back things. And when I picture traveling, I picture, hey, I'm going to go spend two weeks somewhere, kind of get my feet wet, get to know the culture a little bit more, um, really kind of, you know, dig in and see what the place has to offer type of thing. Right. So as far as where I'd like to vacation, it would either be um, Cappadocia, Turkey, super beautiful culture, super rich. Love it. Um, And then where I would want to travel, somewhere in Thailand. I think Thailand is one of the prettiest places. I think it has one of the richest cultures. um, And yeah, I just would really, really love to travel there someday. So those would be my top two. Obviously, I have so many other places on my list. And I think my top places probably change on a month-to-month basis because I'm literally, for whatever reason, I'm just always looking at, like, plane tickets. And I'm, like, on, you know, I I l- will type in hashtags on Instagram to see other people's, like, vacay pics. And, um, because I just am obsessed with travel. But those are my top two places right now, currently. Um, and then very last one. So this is the last question. Wow. I feel like I've talked about these for quite a while, so I'm pretty, um pretty impressed with myself that I have just been able to, you know, keep up a conversation by myself. Uh, what is a specific time in your life that you think of as pivotal to you becoming who you are today? This one, I kind of, I kind of had to think hard on it for a while. Um, and I I think a lot of the time it's easy to pinpoint like a season in your life that changed you or you know, oh, this month was really hard or this couple of months or, oh, this year definitely or, you know, this relationship that I had definitely shaped who I am today or anything like that. But as far as a pivotal moment, like a pinpointed moment would have to be, um, right, um, right before I left for Europe. So this would have been... The summer after I graduated high school, back like, oh gosh, gosh, like almost five years now, right? Close to, it'll be coming up on four, five, five years, four, yeah, Oof, I don't even know. Four years, five years, I don't know. Yeah, five years, gosh, sorry. Um, doesn't matter, but. Uh, my mom and I had just got done working at the lodge that I was working at that fall before I went to Europe. And um, Cameron, a couple weeks before, had told me that she was no longer going to be going to Europe. And um, I remember sitting there with my mom and being like, so what do you think, like, can I, should I still go, do you think I can do this by myself, like, I don't know if I can do this by myself, all this stuff, and my mom was just like, I can't tell you anything, this is a decision you have to make on your own, and I was like, alright, and so I took a couple more days to think about it, and then it was a few days later, and again, we were on our way back from the lodge that I worked, that we both worked at, and um, we were just like, sitting out in the driveway of our house, just chatting and talking about life and stuff and what I was gonna do and what I was thinking and stuff, and I'm just, like, I think I have to go. I'm, like, I'm gonna go. Like, it doesn't matter that, you know, she's not gonna be going with me. Like, obviously, I'm bummed, but I have to do this. I have to follow this through. I have to see it through. I have to do this for myself, and I think that was really... That was a really pivotal moment for myself, not necessarily because obviously the trip itself and um, like the Bible school that I went through and all that kind of stuff, it was very, very life changing, very pivotal, whatever. But I think more than anything, just that decision to literally shove aggressively shove myself out of my comfort zone and say, yes, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to trust God to get me through it. And I'm going to trust myself to figure it out by the grace of God and just do the dang thing. And um, to kind of give you a little bit of insight into who I was back then, you guys, I had never really been away from home for longer than like, a week at a summer camp here and there maybe um i had never been at a, out of um the country i had never even been on a plane um anywhere that i had traveled to at that point could be reached within a you know 18 hour car drive um had never seen the ocean like i didn't rec- like looking back i didn't realize Kind of just how not sheltered, but just kind of how inexperienced with other experience like worldly experiences as opposed to other people who are my age. Um, I feel like a lot of people, a lot more people than I realized were probably in the same boat um, coming from the Midwest, but uh, yeah, it was just totally bizarre to me and didn't even really know how airports worked like my mom and dad were running me through it like on our drive to the airport but just kind of like taking all these fears in and being like I don't know what I'm doing I'm gonna be gone for six months literally across the ocean doing all this stuff having to figure all this crap out and I was really stressed about it and I had so much anxiety about it and um but at that point I was like I have to do this I have to get uncomfortable And I was like crying and I was literally crying about it. And I was like, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this because I don't want to get to a certain age or a certain time in my life or even, you know, a week from now and realize that I made a huge mistake and that I'm missing out on an incredible experience. And looking back, not even the fact that I got to experience what I experienced there, but even kind of how that frame those experiences and even just that decision to follow through and then having to figure things out for myself by myself without someone else to lean on from there on was um was really a learning and growing experience that I think has definitely set myself up for the rest of for like my life thus far even after just kind of developing this mentality of hey, there's always an answer. There's always a way to figure it out. There's always a next step to take and it's not the end of the world. And also I think it taught me a lot of humility of asking other people for help and kind of helped break my pride in a way where I got over there and I didn't know anything. I didn't even know that Europe had different like plug-in sockets for like your phone charger or your hair straightener or anything like that. I didn't even know that going over there. So obviously coming out of high school, you literally think you know everything. You think you know, at least I did. I thought I knew everything about the world. And um, I think in that pivotal moment, it was kind of, it was kind of, hey, going forward, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to get used to asking other people for help. And you're going to have to trust God to get you through some hard stuff and trust yourself to really figure things out from here on out. Um and I think it has shown through in my life a lot even since then. So, as far as pivotal moments go, that moment where I decided that I was literally crying to my mom, I'm like I think I have to do it. I don't want to do it, but I think I have to and I need to do it and I'm going to do it. And um yeah, I think that's really has played that one moment. I just think of if I would have been like, I don't think I can do it. I think I have to come up with a new plan, Messaged, you know, the DTS leader and been like, hey, I'm out, not coming anymore. And if I didn't do that, if I didn't go through all of those experiences, I definitely don't think I would be the person I am today. So as far as pivotal moments go, that choice to step outside my comfort zone would definitely take the cake. Um, I don't know if that resonates with any of you. um, I feel like a lot of people are doing a lot of is doing like a lot of soul searching right now and thinking about things thinking about their life whatever I think COVID has brought that out in a lot of people just in general so if that resonates with you if you're thinking about something you guys nothing is more rewarding than stepping outside your comfort zone and experiencing something new and having it be rewarding and paying off on the other side of it so um thanks for sending in all your questions uh thank you for listening to me babble for like an hour long just by myself um I hope I made some sense hope I didn't talk too fast I really I get talking too fast a lot because I get really excited about what I'm saying anyway uh thanks for listening thanks for tuning in um if you don't already i know there's a few things that i mentioned sharing on the instagram pod this week so if you don't already go ahead and follow us at coffee and convo podcast on instagram um if you would like to follow specifically me my name on instagram is jenna yvette 98 um and yeah leave us a review um leave us a written review or a five-star review whatever if you like this episode please share it on your story tag it um tag you know coffee and comma tag me tag whoever um it really helps us gain traction and get new listeners and we love that and um I guess hopefully next week Cameron will be here and we'll see you guys well you won't see us you'll hear us again Next week for another episode of Coffee and the Combo Podcast. Okay, bye.